I don't pull any punches. I, I treat the kids like a normal kid. We had little Sawyer last year. He was nine. He's been in the hospital since he was four years old. No way. So wow. He, you know, he's so got more than half his life, man. We just turned him loose, and to see a kid that, you know, when he showed up was prim and proper, acted like dang near an 80-year-old man, to just cutting loose and running through the forest and climbing trees, and, you know, and I'll tell you what, that kid had some of the best jokes you've ever heard in your life for being in a hospital <laughs> for half his life. Right? From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I'm Brian Maiman, your host today. I, I wanted to add that because I've never done that before. It sounds like... You've never done yeah, that. Yeah, well, I'm Brian Maiman. I'm your host today. Oh, that, that sounds like yeah. some cheeseball um, dating site that I met Blaine on a long time ago. I, I saw know. him on TV the first time. Uh, but Is anyway, that where you guys met? No, that's not where we met. We met in your booth. Uh, we'll talk about that later. So, Because um, it wasn't my booth that day. I was I was pissed off wanting to know how I was going to get out yeah, of it. You were being bones. a Krabby Patty. You were uh, sulking and walking I was, around. I was, having, I was in my quiet place with your aggressive the funny posture. thing is the funny thing is i went down and, and looked at the the new toyotas that day and the best the two things came out of that jim so three things came out of that okay blaine jim two lifelong relationships i've had now not brad that's a bad one and then um and, and then i went down and looked at the brand new uh, body uh, style TRD. of the yeah trd and i told Tundra. brad i said i asked i i said i was so depressed i tried to buy the truck right there at the show no, yeah i did i said to up. the guy i said dude i yeah. want that truck and he goes no it's not for sale i said what the hell do you have it here yeah. for and he goes, well, well, how would you even pay for it? I said, money. It's called money. It's how this works. I give you the money. You want? You give me something. Yeah. You want fifty-two thousand? That's what it says. Like it was like just under fifty-five thousand bucks. I go here, literally. I here. Here's my Amex. Let's just buy that thing right now. I'll drive it home Sunday. And they're like, no, you can't do that. You got to go to your local dealership. So anyway, Toyota sold a truck. So if you ever wonder if people actually buy those stupid trucks they have when they have their big display. At those were even in a worse mood. After I, oh, that. I was. I, then I was even more <laughs> pissed off. But Blaine and, and Brad, they 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 pepped me up, and and Blaine was uh, the best thing that definitely came from that show. So anyway, our relationship. Um, that's that's been seven eight years ago, and we've had a blast running around the country together. So anyway, uh, welcome to the Bone Cave. We're happy to have you, and uh, we have uh, Blaine Burgeon here, Bleep, Brad, as always, those two, and we are going to talk hunt of a lifetime. So. Welcome, Blaine. We appreciate you being in here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. So anyway, I guess I give the 29-cent update on how we met, and uh, right. we ended up co-sharing a booth that I didn't know I was co-sharing, but I was paying for, <laughs> and uh, you were empathetic to the uh, um, shell game that was going on, and I was losing my mind every minute I had another guy come up and more uh, stumps showed up in my booth. Yeah, it's the only way you guys got any uh, business back in the day. <laughs> yes. we, we sold stumps one year and uh, oh my jewel, God. and earrings. 
Oh, it stumps and earrings. Oh, my God. I was never so d- depressed in my life. Anyway, um, the good news is is that uh, we, we met Blaine and out of frustration became an amazing relationship. So anyway, just Blaine so is a copious utilizer of our uh, booth whenever I see him stop by and say hi quite a bit. Well, so, and so he always leaves about 12 ounces heavier than he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> so so first of all everybody should know honestly i think it's been seven years now eight years now right we've known each other yep and and we've became amazing friends and um and we do the the thing i figured out was if you have a booth that um everybody can have a party at you got the best best booth in the place and so we usually have adult refreshments in our booth and Blaine is a giant ambassador of ours. He brings people down and says, hey, these dumbasses do applications and hunts, and they're the best in the business. And, uh, and then he looks at me, and he goes, tell them tell him about you. And then he goes and gets three beers, and he cracks them for his buddies. And then they all become members, and then they leave. And I just give Blaine an extra beer, and then he goes and gets <laughs> four buddies and comes back. And so we have an amicable relationship. I he, he, see. Um, he, he gets beers. I get business. It's a BB so- thing. So it only took us about three minutes and 38 seconds to insult our guests this time. So, <laughs> well, I was insulting our guests. No, Brad. I mean, leaving 12 ounces heavier. I mean, oh, come on. That wasn't an insult. <laughs> I guess it depends on the context. <laughs> no, Blaine, Blaine uh, has been an amazing part of the growth. It's serendipitous today that we're having the Blaine and uh, um, the, the uh, founder of Seal One, Dwight, on these two podcasts because uh, they were all a part of us way back in the beginning. That's so, a good point. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So um, anyway, hey, you about what five years ago you 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 started um, with this company as just a local branch or a local I don't know what you'd call it chapter. Yeah, I started volunteering probably I want to say two thousand three, so almost ten years ago. So just a little bit before you met us. 2003? Yeah. Well, that would so be 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. Oh, 13. Sorry. 2013. No, that's okay. I, was, no, that, <laughs> I was just checking. So, checking. I'm, I'm the math checker here. So yeah. that's okay. Thanks, Brad. I, I, multiplied, I multiplied eight times five one night and came up with 72. So, you know, it's okay. Um, it, good. Hey, you so know that's what? That's why you had such a successful career in money management, right? Exactly. <laughs> Brad. The, the thing is, is Brad, is uh, he doesn't work all day, and Blaine and I do. Oh, so we're on empty, and he's super sharp. He just sits in his uh, office and looks at x-rays and says, fill number seven tooth nine with a replacement. So it took you five minutes and 55 I, seconds no, to offend me, Brad. To insult Brad. Yes. So well, now five well, minutes you, and 55 there, seconds we've insulted Brad. That, that was exceptionally long by your standards. It actually was. <laughs> All right. Well, you can't imagine. It's usually the first 90 seconds That's at a true. show Blaine insults me. So I mean, I, he's being on his best behavior because he's representing an amazing company today. So anyway, so uh, 10 years ago, you started um, uh, with Hunt of a Lifetime, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, so go ahead. They were, yeah, tell us your story. I volunteered for like Elk Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, all that sort of stuff. And I just... I wasn't happy with what I was doing, and I came across this organization actually at an elk, a Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation banquet. Tried getting involved for about three years, and it just went nowhere. 
and then eventually they had um, an extra kid that they needed to take hunting, but they didn't have grounds to hunt. So they said, okay, you can be a volunteer, but you need to, you know, take one of these kids out hunting. You need to land like, up all well, this stuff. Yeah. So they needed land, you know, that sort of stuff here in Idaho where I'm from. And so I was able to acquire some ranchers that I knew that had some land for us to hunt elk on. So that's how I got involved originally. Yeah. You've had some amazing hunts for those kids. I mean, you're not going out and shooting a spike uh, coos whitetail in the Black Hills. No. These are some grown-up stuff that you've Right, and I don't want to take anything away from anybody else um, that's ever been a part of your organization, but you have definitely elevated um, the exposure to what species they're hunting. Maybe the audience that's listening today should also know your background. Maybe you should give a little bio of yourself because you're not just – um, uh, you know, Bob, Joe, the donut bricklayer. What was that guy that, uh, Bob, the builder? No, we're not no, going to talk Joe about the plumber. Like you're oh, not, Joe Joe the plumber. The, you know, um, but anyway, you're not the average. So why don't you give us your background, Blaine, before I bury my, put my foot in my mouth even more. You want my professional background or my hunting background or what? Yeah. Tell us, tell us you're both. I want both. Because for some reason, when a guy should be, and I know you do travel all over the world hunting, um, but when you could be doing a lot of that because of the success you've had in business, you've committed a significant amount of time to these kids. Correct. Yeah. So I started back in like 97 mowing lawns and uh, I had a customer that is still a customer of mine to this day. I actually talked to him today that wanted to do a paver driveway. I didn't know anything about it. Sent me to a school, I learned how to do it. I started doing pavers. And now we have one of the largest companies, uh, probably west of the Mississippi, installing pavers, interlocking blocks. So we do driveways, roads, streets, all that sort of stuff. So you're, so that's, you're, the, you're the authority on paver roads and driveways. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> my my oldest son did a paver project at the dog park for his Eagle Scout project. I should have called you, man. <laughs> Blake, get your ass down here. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you owe me one, brother. Oh, come on. You, you, had, you had one sixteenth of the booth with an oh. idiot one time. Um, get down here and fix this for me. So, um, so, oh. so you've been successful in business, and then you run into this organization. Now, how'd you run into it? Did I miss that when I got my soda? Uh, I was at the uh, Elk Foundation, and they had a booth there. They were doing some raffle prizes, and, you know, no one was buying tickets, and I started looking into it. I'm like, this seems like a great thing. So I bought, I don't know, maybe 50 bucks worth of tickets. This was back before, you know, I could spend that kind of money on a thing, but I thought it was a great organization, and I ended up winning almost all the prizes, and I was <laughs> like, dang, now i got to give back to this thing because I felt guilty so that's kind of where I started getting involved. Then the more I looked into it, I'm like, this is just, you know, this is right up my alley because I, I like giving back. And I've been fortunate enough to go and do quite a few hunts all over. And, you know, I I have shot, you know, my first elk was Spike. I shot Spikes for a lot of years. I still shoot a two-point deer if I see one. I mean, but I've been fortunate enough to been blessed to get some pretty substantial animals. In yeah, the meantime. And, and you have a hunting budget every year. So, uh, you know, you, you go hunting all the time and all over. And so now, so now you've taken this organization. What's your role with them now? 
As of today, I'm president of the board of directors and ambassadors for <laughs> Alaska, Idaho, Utah. I help out in Washington, Oregon, and a little bit in Mexico. Wow. Wow. That's, that, 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 you moved right up the food chain there. Good uh, job. Good for you, honestly, and all these kids. So now how many kids have you helped? How many, how many kids have you delivered a hunt of a lifetime for since you've been involved? Um, like planning trips, I would say 40 to 50 total. Me personally going on the, on the hunts, I'm looking at probably 30. Really? So your, your boots on the ground, I'm going in with these kids. I'm going to go guide it. I'm going to go help it. I'm going to make sure I'm the concierge guy that makes this kid have an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Cause like Idaho, we can take the kids out. You don't have to be a, um, a licensed guide in Idaho to take the kids. So we acquire the tags and then it's just all volunteers that take these kids out on their, you know, on their own dime, their own free time. Where other places, like when we send kids to Alaska, we got to get a guide and we get, you know, we pay them or they donate it, however it works out. Right. And sometimes, you know, if I've got free time or they need help, I'll go along so they don't have to pay their help, you know, to take the kids out. How do you find the kids? How, how, what's that process involve? So on our website, huntofalifetime.org, there's a, a form on there to fill out. And the, so the parents get that form, they fill it out, and then you got to get a doctor to, you know, approve it, write the letter, mm-hmm. and then it gets submitted to national, which it goes to Tina, the founder, and then she oversees it. Once they've been approved, then it starts, you know, getting issued out to what they want to hunt and where we can send them. Wow. Wow. And then, so then, now tell us about the first one you ever did was a, who's became an unbelievable buddy and he's a part of the organization now too. Um, why, don't, why don't you talk to us about him real quick? So the first kid I took out was Caden Ellenbolt. He's from Kelso, Washington and his dad, Craig, I took them out. He had muscular dystrophy. He was, uh, he's got, uh, it's not Duchesne's, but it's similar to that, but he's, he was nine years old at the time, took them out and, uh, just stayed in contact with the dad and him, like I do most of the kids. And then he wanted to give back. So now he's the ambassador of Washington and I help him out in Oregon as well. And, and you we guys, you guys travel together some and you are a hoot to hang with. Yeah. He goes to all the shows with me and I've done a couple hunts, you know, personally with him. I've, I, uh, I go to Alaska every year on a do-it-yourself moose hunt. done it for the last, I don't know, nine or ten years. And I've taken him up three or four times. So it's uh, it's good because I can see, you know, from the first one that I did to now Hayden's 18, going to graduate high school. You know, and now he's wheelchair-bound. But um, just, you know, every time I talk to him, he still talks about the whole hunt we went on. So it's just kind of... It brings it all back in perspective why you do it. Every what time. hunt did you do with him? Uh, we did an elk hunt. In Idaho? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey, not to digress, but I do have a question. And I know I asked you this, but of course I don't remember because um, we were um, unloading 12-ounce beverages at the time and um, working through the trials and tribulations of being at the show at the expo. Um, are you going to the Alaska Great Alaska Outdoor Show? I will not be there this year. Um, with COVID, we kind of ran into 
some financial things, you know, where we, we paid a bunch of outfitters to take kids and then kids couldn't go. So I didn't necessarily see us spending the booth money, plane tickets, that sort of thing, and really getting nothing back from it. I'm not to say nothing. We usually we usually find a kid that wants to go on a hunt or we get some donations, but it's just one of those I'm trying to limit where I go because it's expensive to for us to travel up there. Right. Well, Everything it, about Alaska. It, it, well, <laughs> well, here's the other thing. That show doesn't make any sense, not to get into the weeds and digress too far, but since they turned the Sullivan Center down there into a homeless shelter, and then they reduced that thing down um, and put it in that little venue in that hall um, in the convention center downtown, it's, it's like 11 rows, and um, the good news is you were there for us, and we were there for you last year. Yep. <laughs> uh, I was not- just talking about you Friday. We had a, we did some training at the office, and the gal, she didn't have the HDMI hookup to go to my big screen TV at the office. And I said, okay, uh, here, we'll just use mine. Can I, can you email that? And I said, no. I've, I've loaned my laptop out before so if you see a smoking hot Susie <laughs> pop up on the screen don't worry there's not going to be any pictures <laughs> that open or well Blaine anyway no <laughs> so so yes, it went off without a hitch this time no um, no incoming text during your presentation oh oh I, I see what you're when we were in Alaska oh yeah 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 you, he, he, he borrowed my laptop and, and borrowed the laptop because they couldn't get that going yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. so so it's interesting. So you have some special tags this year that kids have. Um, what's the, I mean, you got some pretty cool tags, don't you? Yeah, it's it depends yearly. Um, we had one really good tag, and it doesn't look like, eh, you know, politics and other states get involved. And it looks like we'll maybe get it next year, which when that happens, it's going to be pretty cool. But we have, uh, we're going to try sending 73 kids out this year. 73 kids out this year how many kids do you have apply annually would you say on average um it depends year to year um we got a lot more this year plus we have some holdovers from covid covid still um but i'd say we get 40 to 50 a year Really? 40 yeah. to 50 applicants a year. And then let me ask you a question. And, and I know this is this is like the bummer uh, question, but have you lost some of these kids since you started? Absolutely. And that's yeah. tough. We, yeah. yeah, we the one girl we took uh, elk hunting, oh, I want to say six years ago. She passed away last January 1st. Um, there was a, there's a video on um, Elk 101 of a little boy. That's pretty. Um, yeah, we know that. Pretty touching video. Yeah, we've away. seen that video. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Is is that boy from Iowa or something? Yep. yep. And then. Uh, yep. We had a little Jack that I took out. He was from Oregon. I took him out two years ago moose hunting. This year, when I took another girl out moose hunting. The week before we left, Jack passed away. Oh, and that's I mean, really we've powerful had, what you do, Blaine, man. That's yeah, cool. it's it's uh, it takes a toll on you. We've had a kid that came bear hunting. Everything was good. Got on the plane to go home after he got his bear, and he passed away on the plane. No Oof. way. You know what, though? Yeah. So we had a client this year, God rest his soul, David Cooley, Dr. David Cooley. Um, he uh, – he, 
he had one Ram left, okay, to get for his Grand Slam. And he was a great client of ours. And uh, Brad, he, he was a dentist, um, really good guy. He, uh, um, true story, he draws his bighorn in South Dakota, his home state. He's from Rapid City. One out of a trillion. Um, now, that's an exaggeration, but it's almost impossible to draw it. Even yeah, it's probably a, one out of 5,000 or something. One out of 5,000. So he draws it. Go, we help him. Uh, Kelly, you know Kelly. She, she tells him where the Rams are. They talk. He goes out there. His wife calls seven days later and says, hey, has anybody heard from Dave? Uh, six days later, um, he hasn't been home, and um, I'm worried about him. When was he coming out of his hunt? And so Lindley called me. Uh, she called, I was on with Brad. I said, hold on. Call Brad right now. So she called Brad. He's available. Brad called Broken Arrow. Um, to the state and to the National Forest Service, they went and found him. He'd been dead laying over his ram for five days. Um, and m my point to that is that I think sometimes these there's there's such a fulfillment that, and I, I don't want to sound weird, but God goes, they go, hey, listen, if this is going to happen. I'm, I'm coming home, brother. Um, this was an amazing moment, and uh, my life is good. And, and I think that there's such an awe moment that, that I'm, I'm not surprised it happened, even though it's super hard to deal with and it hurts. Yep. So he was super yeah. fine. He killed his bear. Everything was good. And he got on the airplane and died on the airplane on the way home. Yep. And we had the tables turned. We had little Dylan out here. Uh, he was – Five years ago, he had a brain tumor, inoperable. They told him they couldn't do any more chemo or radiation or they fry his brain pretty much. And he could walk flat ground, I'd say 100 yards on flat ground. And then he'd get dizzy. Sometimes it was 40 yards. And he'd get dizzy and have to sit down. And, you know, his dad said, we don't know what to do. He's, was he's 15 at the time. Came on the hunt, went home, didn't hear a word from him. Becomes like... January, I get a, a picture of a whitetail he shot. I'm like, oh, he's doing good. The next summer, I get a picture of he's got a veggie garden. I'm like, this kid couldn't walk. Next thing you know, I get pictures of him ice skating and rollerblading. Wow. And just the other day, he's in Montana skiing down the hill. And they said Whoa. right after he went back, he had like a, I'd say a lemon-sized tumor on the side of his head. And they said two oh, weeks later, got it was shrinking. It's gone, and you know you you can't explain it. It works. God works in mysterious ways, and wow, you know I don't know what happened. If the hunt had anything to do with it, it was delayed from all the radiation and all that sort of stuff that did something. But something happened to that little kid, and he's doing great now. Wow, wow, that's a whole dead check coffee is even <laughs> worth being on today. Listen to this to hear that. That is freaking awesome. Hey, Blaine, what uh, what are yeah. some of the reactions to the kids when you take them and you see it in their faces and kind of describe the emotion that goes through with the children that you take out? Uh, I, I mean, every kid's different, but it's when it happens, it's just, you know, because a lot of the kids want to shoot the first thing that walks in and I'm whatever the kid wants to shoot. We've had, you know, 
parents that come in and they're like, my dad shoot or my kid's shooting a 350 bull no matter what. And I'm like, you don't even know what a 350 bull looks like. You're from the Midwest, you know. <laughs> You've seen a lot of TV shows. But, so the next four yeah, point raghorn that walks in, yeah. he's a 350 you bull. Need, you need to seriously <laughs> shut off the outdoor channel for six months, brother. Yeah. I mean, if they want to shoot at a spike, I don't care. It's their tag. They can do whatever they want. But my main thing is if I'm with them, I just ask them, is this one you want? And they all, you know, they're always like, what do you think? I'm like, it's not my tag. And if they say, you know, would you shoot this under your tag? I'll t- tell them yes or no. Or I'll say, you need to shoot this one. And I mean, usually I would say 80% of the time, as soon as that animal hits the ground, there, there isn't a dry eye in the field. I can tell you that much. Wow. And, That's cool. you know, it's the, the main thing I got from it. I thought it would be, you know, the, the kids and the interaction we have with the kids. But it's usually the parents that have the most detrimental change, I guess you want to call it. Whether, you know, we had, uh, I did a dad and a kid who had no communication. Kid hated the dad. Only dealt with the mom. He just said mom couldn't come. I came with him. By the time those two left, the dad went to get in the front seat of the truck. And it was after his harvest, the uh the kid says to his dad, he's like, dad, why don't you sit in the back seat and let's talk about our future? I mean, just that sort of stuff. That's cool. Is what gets me. And, you know, seeing what the the family goes through when you have a child that has a life threatening illness and they're all the attentions on them all the time. And they're babied. I don't want to, I guess yeah. it's babied pretty much, you know, and they get all the attention, what it does to the other siblings and their other family members, how much they, sacrifice for that one kid it's uh that's what hits me the hardest it's like man i don't know how they do it my niece just got back from a a make a wish uh you know that they have a trip she had leukemia yep and she just was done with her treatment and it was right when all this covid shit happened right so 2023 january february whenever is when they make their trip and boy that's a that's a tough thing for the whole family to go through i mean this is not a it's not a individual i mean obviously the person who's going through it it's just unbelievably horrible but it takes a toll on the whole family and and it was fun they just got back and i mean what a trip for the whole family and they all got you know they got to high five and celebrate and hug and laugh and they went to hawaii and and it's 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 pretty crazy to see what what the family goes through on something like that. Yep. They sacrifice a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, and then usually when we get the kids, I don't, you know, I can't speak for all the hunts, but the ones that we do, I mean, I don't only punches it. I treat the kids like a normal kid because, you know, some of the kids, like we had little Sawyer last year, he was nine. He's been in the hospital since he was four years old. No way. So, wow. He, you know, he's got more than half his life, man. Yeah, half his life he spent in the hospital. So when he comes out, what was his problem? Like you can't do that. You can't do that. What's that? What was his health issue? He had um, cancer. Yeah. So he spent half his life there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so, you know, he comes out and the dad's like, "You can't do that. You can't do that." I'm like, "Why can't he?" And he's like, "Well, he's going to hurt himself." I'm like. That's what kids do. Let him let him hurt himself. Then he'll learn, you know. But we just turned him loose. And to see a kid that, you know, when he showed up was 
prim and proper, acted like dang near an 80-year-old man to just cutting loose and running through the forest and climbing trees. And, you know, and I'll tell you what, that kid had some of the best jokes you've ever heard in your life for being in a hospital for half his life. Right? <laughs> That's wow. interesting. That's awesome. This stuff, I mean, I'm telling you, this warms me up. This is this is good. So it's interesting because, uh, let me ask you a question. Ten, year, well, ten years ago, you were doing this. Fifteen years ago, did you ever see yourself, you're, you're, you're laying pavers going, dude, I'm going to start making enough money. I like what you said because we've all been there. You know, you're investing everything back into a business. You start making a little bit of money. You take your wife to an Elk Foundation banquet or you do something like that. And, you know, you don't have $20,000 in cash laying around disposable income, but you're making a little money. So you go, I'll put 50 bucks here, $50 there. Do you ever think that you would be the guy that took the the, I mean, because obviously you're a leader with your own business, but you ever think you'd be the guy that said, okay, I'm picking up the ball, we're going to run with this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to influence this many guys? I mean, was that something that you'd thought about before, or it just coincidental and circumstance that it started evolving? Yeah, I think it's just more, you know, it just kind of fell into play. At first it was, you know, I wanted to volunteer, do some fundraising, you know, because – Everyone within Hunt of a Lifetime is a volunteer. Our founder actually took a salary last year of $20,000 a year because she used to be a school bus driver. That was her job. And then she ran this foundation and took no money. But she it's got to the point where she needs to be in the office the whole time. So we voted as a board to give her just enough so she doesn't, you know, the whole you can't make so much for your you know the ratio doesn't get skewed or like whatever that. yeah so we gave her a wage she's the only person that takes any money out of the organization and it, it's measly twenty thousand dollars a year which you can't afford to live on that in these days no. so it's just i just wanted to help out fundraising and then got the opportunity to help out i helped out on quite a few hunts then i they were like well you can do your own so i started doing my own and then one thing to led to another. Some people got removed or quit from around in Idaho and neighboring states. So I just said, well, I'm already doing it. Might as well keep going. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, it's like any other organization. Once you start digging into it, you find things that probably aren't the best or they're not being done right. So then, like you said, me as leader of my own company, I'm like, well, we could do this. We can do that. And they're like, why don't you get on the board? And so I got on the board and then I didn't like things that were going on up in the board. So I had some people removed and some people quit and then they voted me in. And I, so I told them, I said, I'll run the board for two years. If I can't make a difference, I'm out. Otherwise, you know, we'll get it going the right direction and I'll step down and do what I need to do. But it's at a turning point where some people use the organization for their own self-righteous BS, in my opinion. But then there's a lot of people that do it for the right reasons. Wow. Wow. Well, you obviously have influenced the these kids and the lives that it impacts. is just amazing to me. And uh, good for you. Hats off, Blaine. Um, and you're, you know, you're a, you're a Sasquatch by um, stature. Yeah, I was just thinking he's a big guy. <laughs> he's he's know, got a big how personality. Tall are you? You're as tall as I am. You're 6'3", 6'4". You look me right in the eyes. 
Right. Yeah. So you're six. You and I are built a lot alike. You're you're a great big human being. You got a big personality. I bet the kids and the kids. Yeah. yeah. And when a dad comes in, yeah. he's coddling. <laughs> we he's coddling his kid. He looks over at Blaine. Blaine's like, leave his ass alone. Let him be a boy. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. he's not gonna say, yeah. You want me to? I'll tell you, Blaine. Blaine's like, what? <laughs> They make weight classes for a reason, brother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you you are you are a, a larger than life human being anyway, and the the impact you make on these kids, I I would love to see it. Well, we we want to. Can I? It's always so funny because he comes around, and grabs my credit card, and uh, um, Blaine doesn't even get. Blaine's just like Brian. Give me your card. I'm. We're at another show. Here you go. Let's go. Come on, brother. You're buying tickets. So and. Uh, um, and I, I appreciate it because I, I, I love giving. I love being a part of it. Rolling Bones is going to get involved this year even more. Um, we're going to do some of your raffles. You, you just tell us what you want us to do. Um, we're going to have some uh, – we're going to get involved in what you're doing. And we're excited to be a part of it. Um, if you just – just a real quick, is there any way we can put his link on our banner? I, I know we don't do that normally, but could we not put this nonprofit on our banner? Um, You're talking about on the slider on the homepage? Yeah, on that homepage that runs all the time. Yep. Could we not just uh, get a picture That's and put your, that up there? Your call, man. Well, yeah. It, seriously? Yeah. It's, oh, F yeah. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> nope, I'm, there's I'm, a bleep. I'm, I'm all over it. Um, let's put that up there, okay? Um, so let's get that up there. But in, in case everybody wants to go check this organization out, it's Hunt of a Lifetime. Huntofalifetime.org is the website. Um, Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization with a mission to grant hunting and fishing dreams for children aged 21 years and under who have been diagnosed with um, some problematic issues that have um, super severe consequences and uh, um, in, in their life, and it's detrimental to their lifestyle. And so I, I think it's awesome. One of the things about these organizations that they get bigger, and I appreciate your honesty with it, is sometimes uh, the bureaucrats want to take over. Um, people that know how to organize things where money's starting to get spent want to worm their way in, and then they, they, they start going, hey, let's do this, and let's do this, and these special interest groups and agendas get involved. I am super proud, um, not in, in a in like to say, dude, I know the guy who runs this organization and he's uh, doing the, everything he can to make sure because this has gotten bigger and bigger since in the last six years. I see it everywhere now, Blaine. And I, yeah. you know, you've taken this thing to a whole nother level with the team and then and your buddies, you know, um, you and Craig and all those. I mean, it's just fun to meet you guys and see. And I've watched it escalate in your enthusiasm. And obviously, yeah, there's no shortage of energy when they're around. No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's contagious, it's, is it uh, not? Yes. It's contagious. And so I encourage all you guys listening, this one's a little bit out of the ordinary podcast we do, but you know what? If we can't take a moment, take 40 minutes of our time and listen to what's happening out there, this is one of those organizations. I laugh because uh, um, I'm just going to – I got to be careful here about how I say this, so I'm going to strategically maneuver through this. <laughs> but uh, um, these organizations – Well, I know it's nothing about me then because he never thinks <laughs> No, yeah, you're, you're ready to – Prepared to unload on me, Blaine. So You're, thank you. I appreciate yeah. the reprieve. Yeah. Yep. Well, but we all go to these big organizations, right? They're these big foundations, and they're yeah. uh, all about um, they're all about wildlife uh, habitat right. and conservation. Right. And yet, right. um, 
they're the egos are at the front of the room for the first hour for the first hour stroking each other's ego and giving each other bronzes at the banquets and they're all making 150 to 200,000 dollars a year traveling around the world and the globe uh, for conservation and I, I love their efforts okay and we definitely support those groups but they become bureaucratic brokers of hunting and cash flow and uh, it's it's just amazing how much doesn't go directly to um, what it could and should. And the layers of bureaucracy that start taking cash out of it is sometimes mind-boggling when you sit back and think about it. And I understand yep. that the bigger they get, the harder they are to manage, yada, yada, yada. But, this, but guys like you that start like this and say, you know, get involved and move it, it's just amazing, especially watching your niece go through what she went yeah. through, and then she recovered and now is in remission. But some of these kids aren't going to make it, right? And they sh they kill a bear, and it's a dream of their lifetime because their mama's a hunter, their dad's a hunter, and they pass away in the damn airplane on the way home, right? Yeah, super and, sad. And they would have never had that without a, without a without a blame. Those so. little kids are tough, man. I, I watched her. Jeez, oh, yeah. Louise, they they had to go through crap that they shouldn't have had to deal with at their at that point in their I mean nobody yeah. nobody should have to go through that but boy I see a little 3 year old or 4 year old kid yeah tugs at the old yep. and we get kids that have never hunted before yeah really there's wow. there's surprises so yeah, this we, is kind of states that it's their make a wish basically that's the that's what they wanted to do essentially or and this isn't affiliated yeah, so, with it in any way shape or form is no. it no when Tina started the organization, her son, Matthew, had cancer. She said, what do you want to do, buddy? You know, it's what's your goal in life? And he wanted to go moose hunting with his dad. So they oh. went to a couple different organizations and they told them they don't do hunting because it involves firearms. Oh, so oh. she reached out to um, a few different places. And finally, an outfitter in Canada took um, Matthew and his dad hunting and got his moose. And, you know, when he came back, he ended up getting cancer back again and passing away in um, 99. And then so Tina was like, I'm going to try starting, a, you know, up an organization. And so she started the 501c3 and didn't know if it was going to be the right thing to do. And I think it was around Christmas time. She got a call and said, hey, we need your help. This, you know, it was a friend. I believe it was a friend of the family wanted to take a kid out hunting. So that was her first one. And it's involved to this. And I mean, it. At this day, when a kid gets their hunt, they pick what they want to do, and then we place them in the best fit scenario for it. I mean, we have some kids that ask for some pretty substantial hunts, and, you know, what I like to talk to the parents about is, yes, we'd all like to go on a $60,000, $80,000 hunt, but the way I look at it is I can send six kids out for the same cost as your once child's hunt do you want to take five other dreams away? And almost every time it's, you're right. Let's settle for something different. And, you know, we get, get their plane tickets. They get to bring a parent with them. If they bring a, you know, they want to bring the rest of the family, they got to pay the rest of the way. But a lot of other organizations will pay for the family to come along, but we pay for them to come out flights, rental cars, hotels. We either buy them a gun or a bow. They get, locking case all that taxonomies donated meat processing so it's not just they get to go on the hunt it's everything it's an Overall experience. experience wow they get back, that's they, really cool the, the taxonomists you know we pay for all the 
the forms and the materials and usually the taxidermists donate their time and they bump it to the front of the line and you know we've had a few kids that haven't got to see their animal mounted before they passed away but I mean, Dude, I got I got goosebumps everywhere. Can cause you could you imagine having this happen, and this the impact that that mount has on the rest of the family? Because all of a sudden that guy kills an antelope, he kills a deer, he kills a bear, and they go, okay, that that that's 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 you know I don't know that's, that's the coolie ram in yeah, our house now, just or like whatever, the, yeah. just like because we have that ram right here. We're looking at the ram that Dave died over. Last thing he laid his hands on. The last thing that boy laid his hands on and celebrated over or that young girl did was that moose horn, you know, Sally. And that's that. I mean, forever, forever, th that family will sit there and look at it. That they'll be cherished till the time yep. our parents go to the grave. You know what I'm saying? So. Yep. God, what an impact, man. Well, that's super cool, man. You're, you you do a lot of good work, Blaine. Thanks for everything you do, and that's that's really cool. Yeah, hats yeah, off to you, brother. I don't do it all. No, I but. Just, I'm just a little pee on to just make sure stuff tries going smoothly. You know, no, you know what? I, I got just, to just a point of perspective because people people don't go to all the shows. That's work. Um, you know, we have fun Dude, at them. you're at all of them. But, but you're, you know, you got to get there. You got to take time away from this, that. I mean, there's a ton of effort and commitment and dedication um, that you do because those aren't easy. Those are, you know, I mean, you get home Sunday night and you got to, you got to go back to work the next morning and keep cranking it out. Um, that's a sacrifice. Well, you know what you say that put this into perspective. We go to these shows for profit. Okay. Right. We go for profit. We run a company that has an agency franchise model um, that um, allows people to run their own right. booking agency and have their own pro shop. Okay. But we go for profit. Okay. Blaine is at all these son of a suckers yeah, that's what with I'm a saying. smile on exactly. his face, never bitching once, running around high fiving people, and uh, um, and going, man, we're happy to be here with a, with a whole posse of other guys. And that's what the outdoor industry should be right there. And you're exactly right. And for so, nonprofit. For nonprofit. Yeah. And, 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 and you know what? It's not like he couldn't have stayed home and did one more job and made another 20, 30 grand. It's not like he could have, uh, um, you know, or 300,000. Yeah, he probably um, jacks it up and he, he's making way more than he oh, should dude, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, Only the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones with the real money. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, he, he actually does pavers uh, for dentists. Yeah. So both of you treat each other the same. So it's good. <laughs> So anyway, um, no, it's it's honestly, and uh, you're not just a little guy. You're a great big giant of a man, and uh, um, and you uh, you make a big impact. It's just so funny because you're such a big tough ass, um, but you got such a soft heart, and uh, you work. You you take all your extra time. And how many of those guys are just like you that own businesses that walk around there in their kuyu cool clothes and their backpacks on, looking for their next hunt? to feel yep. their own ego and you have the same economic resource they do now after 30 years in business and being uber successful and you don't walk around there looking for your own hunts you are volunteering your time for some young terminally ill person um and to find them a hunt dude my hat's off to you brother uh we we we, we talk about it all the time and we we love our friendship and we appreciate you like crazy but the world needs to know that there's uh there's the Blaines out there kicking ass for young people, man. Thank you. No, thank you. Pretty cool, Blaine. Pretty cool. Yep. See you in Nashville this week? Uh, no, I'm actually slaving away 
this week. You don't go we to have, Iowa uh, next week either, do you? No, you I think to- we had. I think Dan Wilhite is. He does most of the East Coast stuff. Him and Tina, and then we do most of the West Coast stuff. And there's ambassadors. I think we have an ambassador in 46 different states. So, you know, there's a lot of them that go to the other shows. I do most of the big ones out here in West, just because I know everybody. And it, you well, you kind of, the- yeah, you it, own that space. Well, don't seriously, aren't you kind of the face of it out West? I mean, you really you've became the face yeah. of it to some degree. I, I don't know if I'm the if I, I don't even have a face for radio to tell you the truth, but um, I try staying hidden. I just uh, I'm when I like when I seen you guys at the Utah show. My main focus down there was we needed a rush hunt. We got a kid going elk hunting, but on the way down, I got the phone call that he may not make it to August when elk season starts. So oh. I was trying to find a ranch that still has bulls with horns because I don't want take a kid out in March and go, well, that one used to be a 310 bull, but he doesn't have any horns because they shed. Did you find one? So we did find one, and then um, miraculously, he went back for his next checkup, and they said he's going to be, they think he's going to be all right. He has two forms of cancer, so he's going to, they say he'll make it to August, so you Some know, we always have off. those rush hunts where, yeah, where they, you know, we got ranchers there's one in kentucky you we use quite a bit where it gets down to you know oh shit we need to get a kid out you know he wants to hunt out they don't have any horns you know his next thing was a turkey or something that they'll let us you know we'll pay them and they will take the kid out on that but those are the hardest so that was my main thing in utah when i got down there was trying to find that for the kid to make sure you know we're covered and we had some we had some new i think there must be like a weird tv show going on about mountain lions and wolves because that's kind of we have a lot of kids asking for that this year i was just gonna ask what's your main the nfl guy killed oh yeah yeah the denver bronco i forget his name i'm not a i don't know he's a big boy though i saw him at the show he's a giant lion what's he like six eight and he's yeah he's a freaking big dude he makes he makes you and i blaine look little yeah just yeah he's a big man so what's what's the most realistic most common request you know, not a not a high altai or a desert sheep, but what um, is it? Elk? Is elk? It elk? Yeah, the big most one? The, most of the kids from back east want an elk um, or a mule deer. We get a lot of moose, but the hard thing with COVID was we couldn't send kids to Canada. We send a lot of kids to Newfoundland for moose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's, it's a reasonable the budget. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's reasonable, but they couldn't go there because they'd have to have the shot, and yeah, they can't all the get doctors the shot and parents. Along weren't giving the kids the shots so so now we're we're at the point where we got a a pile of kids that want to go moose hunting so we're hopefully getting through them this year and um quite a few caribou this year as well hey let me know because i have a guy in uh, um newfoundland that has moose and he is looking for hunters and he, okay. run, he runs 100 percent, and he's in the economic space it would help him out um, he's been an outfitter for six, seven years. He bought it. He bought a big, uh, a bigger lodge, but that guy kind of undercut him and went and started a lodge 30 miles away. And he's got a 50 miles away, but he's got a great, uh, he's got a great operation, great facility, kills moose. We've sent a lot of clients there, but anyway, he's in that price range too, that, um, that we could do something. But if you need moose, you got to let us know. Cause we can get you in there. I will. And, yeah, and him and his absolutely. him and his wife are just amazing people. So um, so uh, 
Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, wow. Again, huntofalifetime.org, right? Yep. Huntofalifetime.org. Go there. Check it out. Uh, if you feel like it, donate. If you want, um, Blaine, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you if they want to talk to you? Let's say some guy's listening to this and going, you know what? Um, I lost my son. I lost my daughter. Um, I didn't even know about this organization. And I give X amount to this organization. I would like to spread some of that around and give it to uh, this organization. How do they get a hold of you to have a conversation with you? Well, everything's on the website for donating and that sort of stuff. If they want to get a hold of me, they can email me at blaineburgeon at huntofalifetime.org. Or if they want my cell phone number, I can give no, that. No, that's okay. You don't have to do that. Um, I, I got mean, it off the bathroom wall a couple of weeks ago. It was embarrassing for Yeah, you. it's written all um, over the West Coast. It, it, it's <laughs> all Brian. over the West Coast. At truck stops, it's ridiculous. You really got to clean it. Yeah, it's right under Brad's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was it, sitting here it, being nice. It is. I, hey, you're right. Brad, I was going nowhere with it, that. It, it was Brad, Dana, Blaine, Virgin. <laughs> you're right. I've seen yeah. them both. And it's kind of weird. But anyway, we won't go there. So anyway. It says Brad call for good time. Mine's call for an all right time. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, Blaine, Virgin at huntofalifetime.org. And Virgin yep. is spelled B-E-R-G-I-N. Is that right? Like Correct. a virgin. And a yep. Blaine, uh, with or without a B? With an E. With Blaine, Blaine, a- oh, I'm sorry. B-L-A-I-N-E-B-E-R-G-I-N at huntofalifetime.org. Yep. That's right. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Well, so, cool. You know That's what? Awesome. We really appreciate yep. you coming on. If you're interested, please please go to that. It, go to our website. We'll put a banner up on the top. Um, we sh- we'll just, let's just run it because it runs around in there. It's a great organization. I'd love to have it on there. Um, and as long as it doesn't have a picture of Blaine, I'm in great shape. Hey, uh, what's what's the weather doing here. there? Um, we yeah. got a nasty storm. How about you guys? You guys been? We hit? got one coming in. It was it's been nice. It was like 40 today, but we got a snowstorm coming in tonight, I believe. So it'll drop down yeah. in the 20s. We got one right yeah, now. Yeah, it looks like yeah, we're getting it's hitting us now. Okay, yep. well, there's the weather report, everybody, as well. So anyway, Blaine, thank you very much. For jumping on with us um we appreciate you so much um you want to check this company out you can go to our website on the banner just go to rollingbones.com rollingbones.com when it pops up um the the top banner if it's not up there it'll scroll through just click on it it'll take you there um otherwise go to huntofalifetime.org you want to get a hold of blaine um uh get a hold of blaine you want to talk to him uh you have any questions for one of us brad and i are familiar with this organization we can tell you our experience with them. Um, amazing. We have never done this before. We've had not had a nonprofit or any. Uh, we had Mule Deer Foundation on. That's that. Yeah, I, I, I stand corrected. So anyway, but Blaine, we appreciate you, brother. Um, and thank you so much. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting. Don't do it. <laughs>